0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Scratching the Surface podcast. I am your host, Austin Douglas, and today we're gonna to scratch the surface on the MGIA 36 annual conference and trade show. Um, I had the pleasure of going to that today. It's a two-day event and it's filled with classes, vendors, equipment, machines. I mean, it's just, it's a gigantic event that's held in Novi, Michigan at Suburban Collection Showplace. And it's amazing, to be honest. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to trade shows or whatnot. Probably a lot of you have gone to Equip Expo or the old GIE Expo. Um, But I highly encourage you to go to your local trade shows. You know, that's where you're going to find the networking that's local to you. You know, going to a national event like GIE or or Equip Expo, as it is now, that's going to give you, you know, some the ability to network with people that you meet on the Internet. You can see them. Everyone from across the country goes to one location. But your local trade show, there's nothing like it because you can be around all these professionals. You can network. You can, you know, swap contact information and say, hey, I do these services. What do you guys do? How can I help you? How can I serve you? And people want to reciprocate. You know, so I highly recommend that. Um, You know, prior to the show, it's been quite a a wild few days. Um, We had a wicked ice storm come through, and we didn't lose power. And then it kind of, you know, was normal. And then we had another wicked ice storm come through. So two ice storms back to back. And I lost power at my house. So the night before the show, no power. Woke up, couldn't do my normal routine of making coffee and whatnot. Woke up to the house being like fifty-seven degrees. So that was that's always fun, right? But that's real life. And so that's what you gotta deal with. You know, you roll with the punches and, and push forward. Uh, my wife, in order to stay warm and, and whatnot, she took our son and went over to her grandma's. So thank you, grandma, for taking them in. And uh, I decided to come home after the trade show and hold down the fort. And luckily, not too long after I got home, there was a, quite a few consumer's energy trucks in the driveway. There was four of them, three bucket trucks and a pickup truck. And they had to take care of a pine tree that fell on the primary lines. And then they left and then the power was back on. So right now I am sitting in a nice warm home with the lights on. Missing my family, but you know, that is what it is. They they wanted to stay warm, and I can't blame them for that. But yeah, the trade show is is a very cool thing. Right? We uh you go there, you walk in, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of contractors all walking around, all in similar industries, from hardscapers to lawn care to landscapers, to pest control applicators, to irrigation, to nurseries, to suppliers. I mean, it just goes on and on and on of all these different people that are there. It's amazing how how much depth is in this industry and how, how many routes you can take within the green industry. And it was really cool. I mean, I got to see uh, some old friends and some people that I barely ever get to see, you know, just to name a few names because you name one, you name them all. But I got to see, you know, Brian Fullerton from Brian's Lawn Maintenance and Fullerton Unfiltered and the Law Entrepreneur Academy, Um, Ethan Hammond out of Okemos, young kid that's on the come up in his business and he blows me away with what he's doing. Um, Garden Guy Outdoor Services, uh, Peter from PMA, now he's landscaping services, he's selling his lawn care accounts, which congratulations Peter, that's pretty epic, you know, I hope one day to exit my company, so it's exciting. Got to see Scott from Buzzcuts. He's up in the Holly area, which is pretty close to me. He's also a client of mine. And we had this little skiff about uh, who was buying lunch today. If you saw his stories at all, you wouldn't know that. But, uh, yeah, it was it was cool. You know, I got to hang out with Peter and Scott. We got to walk around the show, see various pieces of equipment, talk about them. You know, it was it was cool. I got to talk to suppliers, some other people that, you know, I, I hadn't seen in a while. Some people I saw recently. Um... Joe Aiken, who runs the Discovering Forestry podcast. He's also known as ArborJet Joe. Uh, He was there at his ArborJet booth, which is pretty cool to see him. Uh, The the Detroit Mulch Company, they were awesome to see. I met them at ArborCon, and hopefully I'll be doing something with them, and and we'll be working together in some way, shape, or form. And then, uh, of course, I saw one of my suppliers, who I deal with, which is Banner Sales and Consulting. Um, They are a company out of Novi Commerce area, and they sell products for plant health care, for lawn care, you know, pest control, disease control, things like that. And their team is like second to none. Um, Steve Martinko, the owner, he is a top-notch guy. He's also the president of the Michigan Green Industry Association very smart dude, very, you know, a true mentor, if you really get to know him. And then, uh, you know, he has his consultant there, who's like a a head plant healthcare guy, um, Matt Von Blarkham. He's also an instructor for the MGIA. Super smart guy. I respect the hell out of him. And I, if I ever have a question, I typically go to Matt and say, Hey, Matt, you know, can you help me with this? What do you think? And he's quick to respond. I mean, I endorse these guys entirely if you decide to go out there and, and try their products or use them for consulting services. I highly recommend them. Um, who else? Who else was there? Kelly and Sons was there. I never got to speak with Kelly, but, you know, we got to chit-chat for a little bit. And, you know, there was just a ton of people. And there was a lot of classes going on. there's a lot of knowledge. Just people wanting to expand their knowledge even if they were just there to get credits for their pesticide license, you know, because sometimes you're just there to get credits to keep your license and you really don't care what you learn, but there are a lot of people that care, you know, and it got me thinking about the MGIA, which is the Michigan Green Industry Association. They've been around since 1960 and they have served the community of the green industry for a very long time. And somebody I'm not going to name names, but somebody talked to me and said that, you know, their organization is kind of old school and, and I don't want to say falling to the wayside, but you know, they're, they're older in their, their approach to things. And today, I don't know that I would agree with that because when you go to the convention, you see what they're doing, you see how many people are there. I mean, they're, what they've been doing, they've been doing right. I mean, I passed a lady who was working And she said that they handed out 3,000 lanyards and they had to call up the sponsor for the lanyards to get more lanyards. And so to me, that was just unbelievable that 3,000 people, you know, were there and got value out of the show. And it's a two day event and I have to go back there tomorrow. I'm actually a moderator for the integrated pest management part two class. Uh, Gary Eichen will be teaching that He Gary is truly a brilliant man um, I respect him a lot he knows like almost everything there is to know about plant health care, tree diseases, tree issues I mean the guy is just so unbelievably smart and it's it's a true honor and a pleasure to learn from these people that have done this before me and I was just sitting here reflecting on this And it made me think, you guys should really get involved in your industries and your local associations that empower and encourage your industry. Because if you think about it, if you're young, you know, 20s, 30s, you are the next generation for industries like that. And you could become the president of those industries on on top of having your business. You could change the direction. You could add value. You could provide more. Than what you're just providing to your clients. Why not provide to the industry? And it got me thinking about, you know, a friend of mine, Brian Fullerton, which a lot of you, if you've listened to this podcast, you probably know him. Um, I respect the hell out of Brian. I mean, what he's done to the lawn care industry is just phenomenal. He's serving so many people and it's awesome to see. And he's making waves in the industry by what he's teaching. He's teaching people business practices and you need to know your numbers and you need to dial in everything so you can be a profitable company. You know, don't just be the the chuck in the truck, the mow and blow guy that's 20 bucks a lawn, you know, actually be a profitable company. Because profit's not a bad thing. Profits what's going to get you to serve more people. Profits what's going to get you to to pay people well enough so that way they can have families and buy houses or build houses. I mean, it's it's really, you know, it's a shift in the mindset, right? And so it just got me thinking about this and and how you can make a difference in the industry if you want. And it's not gonna happen overnight. You know, it's not it's not the instant gratification that we're all used to on social media where you have a 30 second video and that's all our our minds can comprehend and handle is 30 seconds and then oh, something new. No, this is like long term, you stick with it. If you've been in this industry for 10-15 years, you're already in it long term. You might as well add some value to the people around you. And so that's another reason why I think I'm starting this podcast is because I want to add value to those around me and share my thoughts because I feel like I have decent thoughts about certain things. You know, if you if you were to calculate what that industry is doing, what what the MGIA is doing for the industry, for all those people and the value that they're providing and who they're networking with. And how they're connecting people. I mean, it's staggering. It really is. I was talking to one of the coordinators. They said they had 800 pre-registrations beforehand and it was a record-breaking year. So why was it a record-breaking year? What's changed? Is it because people are hungry for in-person events? Because they couldn't have them for so long? Is it because they realize they need to network and they need to have people in their back pocket as far as, you know, different contractors? I mean, I don't know. Is it because there's that many more people in the industry? You know, these are all good questions. I really don't know. I really don't know if businesses have grown. You know, a lot of people have said that, you know, due to COVID and and the pandemic that, you know, a lot of businesses are being pruned out. But I think as businesses get pruned out, new people are coming into the industry and do those people that are coming into the industry, are they on social media? Are they listening and saying, hey, we need to go to these events because that's how you network, because that's how you get contacts, because that's how you get contracts. You know, it's it's interesting what, what I'm seeing and what I've been seeing. Because my first initial uh, MGIA trade show, there was not that many people there. Um, I don't want to say that there wasn't a lot of people, but comparatively... To this year, this year, there seemed like there was a ton. You know, just standing around for the raffle at the end of the day, there was, I don't know, probably a solid two, three hundred people just standing there hoping that they win a gift. And then there was a bar, and then there was an after party. I mean, it was was really a a very cool event. And I'm glad to have found the MGIA and to be a part of it. I'm a member of the MGIA. um, And hopefully, one day, I will be a, a pesticide applicator instructor For the MGIA and teach other fellow pesticide applicators what I know and help them get their licenses or maintain their licenses with credits and you know just pass on some wisdom and knowledge that I've obtained you know that's the goal if I can give back that's the goal you know particularly in my industry as a pesticide applicator you have to either take an exam here in Michigan to maintain your license or you have to get eight credit hours per category, plus eight hours for the national core. And just thinking about that, the average person has three categories plus the core. You're talking about 32 hours that they need to get. And the MGIA is a major factor in providing that to people. You know, if the MGIA went away, most of these people would have to take tests. And I don't think that they would want to take tests. I actually think that that would discourage a lot of people from being in the industry. So that alone has allowed people to stay in this industry for a longer period of time than they typically would have been, which is absolutely amazing. I mean, I don't know how long people are actually in like the pesticide applicator industry long term. I don't know if it's you know five years. I don't have the data for that. But it's, it's truly a magnificent thing to, to see what they're doing for the industry as that goes. And I think tomorrow they're having, you know, hardscape contractors discuss things. They had some keynote speakers today. You know, it's just, it's exciting, man. It really is. You know, it's exciting to see the youth there too. You know, like uh, Garden Guy Services, um, Ethan Hammond, those kids, are, they're so young and their future is, you know, there for the taking if they want it. And so long as, you know, kids that age, you know, I, I hate to say kids, but young men, So long as those young men make good decisions in their life, they will go far. So long as they reinvest in themselves and their business and they make smart financial decisions and they don't go crazy off the deep end, they will absolutely go far with their businesses. And they'll more than likely be much farther than people who have gone to college and gone $200,000 in debt. Which is crazy to think, right? So that could also be another factor as to why there's record breaking attendance, you know, our younger kids instead, instead, are they, are they saying screw college? I want to start my own business. And they're researching and learning what businesses to open, like what's easy to open. You know, I don't know, but I think, I know we're going on like a wild rant here, but I think that colleges, as far as what they are, have relatively failed. Because really, the only people that truly need college degrees or who you would want to have college degrees are those that are like attorneys and doctors. You know, I wouldn't want a doctor to have learned on YouTube or some course that they purchased on the internet. I would want a doctor to have as much schooling as possible to know what the hell he's doing when he's in the operating room or doing whatever they're doing. Same thing with an attorney. I don't want a YouTube attorney. I want attorney that's gone to law school. But... Yeah, what a day. It's been a good day. I'm glad I have power. <laughs> I can say that right now. I'm really glad that I have electricity. It's uh, some things you take for granted, and I think electricity is definitely one of them. You know, and it's it's funny, when people go without electricity for too long, they start to get really angry, and they start to blame utility companies and, and whatnot. And you got to look at the flip side on that, because a utility company has tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of miles that of power lines and vegetation that they have to manage and that's a lot I don't care how, which way you turn that how you spin it it is a lot you know and it's hard especially when they have to do emergency work Right, Because you have emergency work that you have to do, it's horrible conditions out, and yet you're expected to get stuff done at a ridiculously fast rate, because people, they want their electricity, they need it. So it's I'm very thankful for the linemen that uh, came here tonight and got us back on the power grid, got us all hooked back up. That is so nice. So, so nice. But yeah, tomorrow is another day at the MGI Trade Show, and it should be exciting. Um, it's gonna be my first year as a moderator and moderator. I mean, it sounds important, but realistically I'm just introducing the speaker and then, uh, I'll also, you know, talk about the credits and where they are and, and monitor the room and make sure the audio is working beforehand. And then I'll make sure that everyone gets their credit hours and exits the room and it's all good, but more than likely there's probably going to be a hundred people in the room. So that'll be interesting to stand in front of a hundred people and, and get that experience. I don't know that I've ever stood in front of a hundred people like that and spoke. But, you know, all the people that are sitting there, they're all my peers. They're all there for the same reason, to either learn or to um, acquire credit hours for their license. So we're all colleagues, in my opinion. So its it'll be cool. I'm excited to see what Gary talks about tomorrow. I hope to get Gary on the podcast at some point in time. And we can talk about, you know... His knowledge in plant healthcare and how he started and what he's seen the industry change. And we can scratch the surface a little bit more on that, if you know what I'm saying. But scratching the surface is like... It's really like... I don't know. It's not exactly 100%. Because sometimes we scratch the surface and sometimes we scratch it deep. So I hope with Gary, we scratch it pretty deep. Because that guy, he's got... I think he has 40 years in the industry. You know, he's been in this industry probably since its conception as an industry, and he would be a wonderful mm-hmm. person to have on here to educate people and to to tell them what he's seen over the course of, you know, 40 years. I mean, 40 years is a lifetime to some people. He's seen products come on the market as far as various chemicals that have been since banned. Um, I know he's talked about it in classes that I've been at that... Um, they they used to have to get blood tests every week for certain products that they were using, which I can't fathom doing that. That to me is insane. That to me is insane that someone was like, "Okay, sure, I'll work here. Like, test my blood, dude. Yeah, once a week, sure. Give me the needle, I'll do it." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, I don't know that I would have been in this industry if that was the case. Like, you want to test my blood every week? Like, what the hell are you putting in my blood? Like, no, I'm not doing that, man. You're nuts. But people did it. And they must have been paid rather well because they stayed in the industry for 40 years or 20 years or 30 years. You know, I'm on year 10 and I don't foresee changing industries anytime soon. I truly love what I do. So, well, this has been kind of like a, a long rant, but we'll see if, uh, you know, We can get some guests in the podcast because it's a lot easier to have a conversation with an actual person across from you versus just talking to yourself or talking to you, the audience. You know, I'm kind of staring at a wall here, but I'm just thinking out loud. And for me personally, I'm not the type of person to really think out loud. I'm the type of person to think in my head and and really think through things thoroughly. So to speak out loud and think out loud, it's a totally different thing for me. It's a new thing that I'm working on. And I think it's because I I want to become an instructor for the MGA that it really like encouraged me to do this because I need to be able to convey my words to you and get a point across and provide value. And so I hope I provided value on this, you know, as like a last reminder of what we've discussed. You know, I really encourage you to go to your local trade shows and to network with your local vendors and, and contractors around you. No doubt, they will help you. They're there for you. They want you to succeed because the more you succeed, the more likely you are to use them and their services. So if you can take this as one thing, look up a local trade show, whether it be now or in a month or in a couple months, and just make a point to go to it. You know, I know spring rush is upon us. It's going to be right around the corner, honestly, a month or less, or maybe, maybe four to six weeks. And I would just encourage you, go to one. Even if it's you know two hours away, just go to it. Get a hotel room for a night and go to it. You're gonna meet people. You're gonna shake hands. You're gonna sit down, have a beer if you can drink, and meet people and have a beer with them and talk about business. It's not gonna hurt you to network. You know, I realized that today walking around because I was on. It's like, oh hey, I know you. Oh hey, I know you. You just get to know people, and the more people you know, the more people that know about you, the more likely you are to be referred. To people when they talk about certain situations. And that's the goal, right? You want to be present in people's minds so that way they can pass your name to someone. It's like, hey, I know the guy that can serve you. Hey, do you have poison ivy? I know the guy. Yeah, I've been seeing him at conferences the last month. Like, call this guy. He's the guy. And then they do. And then that leads you to one client, and then that leads you to a couple more referrals and so on and so forth and you just grow this business like crazy all organically with pretty much zero cost you were going to go to the trade show anyways but getting some jobs out of it that's just a bonus so on that note i think i'm going to wrap up the podcast here you know i think i can have some hour-long episodes when i'm actually talking to people but for right now we'll try and stick around a half hour if we can So other than that, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are staying itch-free. And other than that, take care and God bless.